Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Straffer, Michael Palmer, and Brandon Jones here to discuss the education of the future, perhaps. It's a university that is teaching everyone the same thing. So we'll get to that momentarily and share the article with you uh, for your perusal. Uh, but first, Mike, how are you doing today? Anything new in your world? Uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm about to go on vacation. So, uh, so I'm, this is the last day before I'm on vacation. So, uh, so I tend to, you know, I, I catch the vacation halo in two directions. There's your last day before the vacation and then your, your first day or two after, you know, so uh, you caught me on a good day. Brandon, how about yourself? Anything new in your world? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not going on vacation. So now I'm feeling <laughs> what it was the opposite of a halo. A Horns? Hang, hangover? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's nice here in the city. Uh, mm. um, uh, I'm, I'm excited to uh, be working while Mike is not. <laughs> so uh, on t- I'm, I'm with you, Brendan. Uh, on tap for today's show was an article, Brendan, I believe you shared uh, from courts.com on uh, a university, St. John's University, they call themselves the Johnnies, and a uh, very specific way of uh, educating. You don't have many course choices and you have a very specific uh, freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year. Uh, what, what interests you about this article and what, do you, what did you glean from a very long read uh, on this university? Yeah, I just thought it was interesting in how different it was. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't think this is a um, model for the future of education in higher ed in the United States. But I do think that as something that is very different uh, and very purposefully so, which we'll, we'll talk about in the show, um, I think it gives good sort of opportunity to reflect on um, things that we perceive to be uh, unequivocally good about higher education today, like choice, uh, you know, where students are able to select from, uh, you know, giant book full of elective options. Uh, is that all good? Um, uh, the Johnnies, uh, St. John, and this is not the St. John's yeah. in Queens. In, in the, uh, Utopia, uh, Utopia Parkway, I think, right? Utopia. That is correct. Yep. Yeah, they yeah. have their own Utopia here. Right. Uh, this is the St. John's in Annapolis. That's correct. And in... I didn't realize they were in Santa Fe, I think. Santa Fe. That's the yeah. second, yeah, second campus. Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, so just to, to get disambiguous with it, those, yes. those St. John's also them call, call themselves the Johnnies. Yes, formerly the, the, the Red Men. Right. Then the Red Storm, but actually throughout, they were... Uh, we have, yeah, I, I am part of the, the fan base, yeah. but, but we do call them the Johnnies. Right. So different Johnnies. Different Johnnies. Um, Although I imagine like Ron Artest and uh, Mark Jackson and uh, Chris Mullen all would have benefited from the Socratic method <laughs> and small class sizes, et cetera. Right? Yeah. So that, those are some of the features of this St. John's that we're talking about. So um, I think that the French and cool kids, a prefix, but the prefix yeah. education where Every student gets the same curriculum. Correct. So I, I think in senior year, you get a couple of different choices uh, and you're um, writing a thesis, sure. uh, 40 yeah. plus page paper on something, which yes. is obviously not all the same, but, yes. um, and, and it builds. So it starts with the Greeks mm-hmm. uh, and sort of classical philosophical thinking and the Socratic method, which yep. is introduced in their freshman year and is used throughout their, their four-year education. Um, and then sort of, goes through the, the journey of evolving human thought mm-hmm. uh, through modern times, which are, are uh, jo- sort of jokingly uh, reported as the 50s and 60s. Yeah. 
the 1950s and 60s. Sure, um, sure. Yeah, you got to specify now. So I think that's I think that's interesting, uh, and I think there's um, again it's a, as a as a foil to the you know the the progressive liberal liberal arts education mm-hmm. uh, gives us some interesting things to talk about. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I also think not a tremendous emphasis on 21st century skills, and uh, there is a certain uh, sense of like retro that kind of comes through and how they describe their educational philosophy. And I think it's sort of uh, founded on the idea that there are certain things like critical thinking and, um, you know, rational thought that are uh, still still very similar to what they were say a hundred years ago. So that a lot of the techniques that would uh, grant folks uh, better better capabilities in those areas are, are, are pretty much the same. And uh, it's almost, it, it is a very conservative model, uh, it, but it's also uh, different from the prevailing model. Yeah, I, I would argue that they would say that the 21st century skills they're teaching, you mentioned this, but just to, to pile on to that point, are the critical thinking um, and sort of discourse uh, skills and writing, which I wanna come back to. Sure. Um, you know, it contrasted uh, in the article, I, I'm going to forget the percent, I think 40% of undergrads today are in um, major in business or mm-hmm. accounting or finance. And with, you know, reading a lot of short uh, form uh, articles and, and not a lot of longer form yep. um, and uh, writing very few, this is across America, writing very few papers of more than five pages in length. Yes. And so, um I think it's I think I think it's interesting and there's like there's a little bit of this tension between what are practical almost vocational skills you know I, you could argue that that a CS degree is almost a vocational skill sure um, versus and, and I think there's there's a lot of logic obviously involved in a CS uh, major um, uh, science major but um, you know what, what that tension is between classical uh, sort of the the thought uh, and and uh, reason skills and some of the more practical ap- uh, applications. Sure, I, I just think what winds up what that winds up requiring then is not just the liberal arts, but also the skills training afterwards to be employable. And I think that depending on the track and depending on what you're hired into, the organizations on the other side may not be may, may not be prepared to then provide the the skills training that's required when you come out of a school like this, which, yeah. is, which is why I would say like, I think it makes sense. It also makes sense as we develop, um, you know, new economy skills that will uh, exist in a world where there is uh, artificial intelligence and, uh, you know, non-human agents that we're interacting with. It does make sense to, uh, to develop what will continue to be uniquely human and what is uh, best about our own education, which is like critical thinking. I just think there's probably, why I, I think there's somewhat extreme, at least it's characterized in a somewhat extreme way in this article in that they're almost uh, reacting against the idea that the canon can be updated based on developments in the last say 50 Right, they say years. no major changes since 1937. Yeah, which, uh, you know, has a nice, uh, you know, Hogwarts element to it, but it is also, you know, a lot has changed in the world in the last 80 years. And uh, particularly if we're thinking about the outcome on the other side, you know, like, is it just developing the critical thinking skills or does it need to be developing those critical thinking skills 
and also understanding an evolving landscape where you can come in and be effective in your job right out of college. Yeah, I think it's I think it's both and. Mm -hmm. What I think about what's interesting to me is the you know we talked about boot camps as sort of finishing schools for yep. for undergrads. Yep. What I wonder is if you could choose between say three years of, um, uh, you know, critical thinking based education plus one year of skill of, of current, you know, modern workforce readiness training Yep. or the opposite, right? Three years of, you know, business administration, accounting, and one year of critical thinking, or maybe that year is even too long. Maybe it's three and a half years in a semester is the consideration. Which of those is superior? I, I, I think I probably have an opinion. I have no data. It's yeah. just pure speculation. But I, I think that, that critical thinking skills and writing skills are both super valuable, underappreciated, and take a while to develop. Sure. Um, so, I, and I'm not, I'm not like shilling for the Johnnies here. I think this, this, prob this, this sounds like a place I would not have liked to have gone. Yeah. No offense. Sure. Uh, but uh, um, Although they did have a... a an NCAA croquet team. I think it's pronounced croquette. Cro cro croquet. Dan Daniel yeah. Croquet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They do. It's, it's croquet, sailing, and one other. Um, fencing and rowing. Yeah. Fence this, fencing. This school sounds to me like it's probably pretty homogeneous. Yes. Um, so, which is also not, I mean, I think that's objectively not good. Yep. Uh, although I don't know the the sort of the, the stats for St. John's, so maybe it's not. And I would sure. imagine they try to do something about that, but right, right. Um, it does feel very conservative. Um, but uh, I think it's I think it's interesting. I think um, that that we underplay how important those critical thinking and problem solving and writing skills are to you know success, not just in the modern workplace, but in in life. Yeah, I just I, I think it. I guess my my take is that it's a bit of a false dichotomy where like, I think we could develop critical thinking skills while not only engaging old texts, but also engaging like new world problems. And that if there's a little creativity in the curriculum design, I actually think the learning science would argue interleaving the skills with the critical thinking and even having to write a lengthy essay about the ethical problems around artificial intelligence, for example, uh, which is probably happening there anyway, but they would write a better essay if they understood better artificial intelligence and there was something in their curriculum that sort of gives them, gets them exposure to that and sort of prepares them for what I imagine is a pretty stark transition because it's such a, it's a very protected learning environment that when they come out, you know, there's a risk that they're not really prepared for like real world conversations because it's no longer a Socratic method about Homer. Uh, and instead they're talking about like something that's actually happening. Homer Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, in, in the picture, one of the pictures in the article, there was in, in the cro the croquet uh, match that two people were also dressed like Waldo. I saw, yeah. yeah. And there was no comment about no that. comment, right? That's just sure. St. John's that's people. That's yeah. just Johnny's being Johnny's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. So I, I, I think that is actually the better approach is to try to um, uh, layer in some of these, you know, critical skills, critical, critical thinking skills, Socratic method, uh, longer form writing into a more practical application track. Um, it, it doesn't have to be an either or. I, I think uh, I think that's right. Yeah, I think I think it's good that they're calling attention to an extreme position that is not 
is not a, it's not a bad choice. Like these kids are actually getting uh, what, what seems to be a pretty useful education. And I imagine they're very horrible on the other side. It's just a bit extreme. Uh, yeah. You know? So. Yeah. And I think I've, Right. So I wanted to d- disclaim my bringing forward this article, not as recommending this to be the uh, educa- educational path of the future. But I think extreme uh, examples often are, are helpful in um, you know, having a little bit of, uh, of pull towards a centering effect as you think about something that's farther uh, to in, w- in one direction that can give a little bit more pull on something that may need a little bit of centering. Exactly. And I'm fully in favor of, uh, even though I would view that, I view... Uh, St. John's as uh, both conservative and experimental at the same time. And uh, my, where I went to school, New College of Florida. Just straight experimental. Well, I mean, it was experimental and I'd say more progressive. So it was actually like, unlike conservative, the idea of experimentation was more built into the curriculum. And also unlike um, St. John's, it's more really, uh, you know, the, the learner is ultimately responsible for her own education. So like the idea is, you know, at, at New College, you write, it's a contract system, uh, satisfactory, unsatisfactory, no grades, and you need to satisfy seven contracts and then write a thesis to graduate, which, it, and it's actually small class sizes, Socratic method, like a lot of things are in common with um, St. John's, which is why I have an affinity for the Johnnies, uh, as well as the, the Johnnies of Queens. Right. But, um, but I'm also very much in favor of uh, experimentation in education, which is why a conservative experiment, as well as a progressive experiment, as well as um, maybe a, a more integrated uh, with technology experiment, which is kind of like what Minerva, uh, who's uh, another company that we should probably go deep on sometime. Um, but that's more like a pure, like digitally enhanced experience. Uh, I'm in favor of all of that. Uh, because uh, I think assuming that there's only one best model that uh, is continuing to be developed in our big land grant universities and our uh, large, uh, you know, big endowment universities, I I think is a little bit short-sighted. As we uh, dive uh, deeper here and talking about what's next for a school like St. John's, they're experiencing many of the same growing pains that other universities are, enrollment down, rising costs. Um, But I wanted to uh, dive a little deeper on uh, Mike, the education that you're talking about, your school or even here, they don't talk about professors. They talk about tutors and leading discussions and the idea of uh, that interactivity. You did touch on it a couple of times about how the skill set may not be new world skill, you know, nest training or anything like that, but the critical thinking and ability to work in teams that we see so often talked about today in business that you need to be able to work as part of do you think that is a skill that is taught or something that is developed over time at a school like this because you are immersed in the practices of discussion and interaction and group work that seem to be led by almost a contemporary rather than a professor at the front of the room telling you what to do and how to do it? Yeah, I, I, I think I, I see where you're going with the question. Like, I, I think generally speaking, the methods that are used to educate an undergraduate uh, themselves are things that uh, a learner who's playing with their head up is going to notice. So like the Socratic method, um, I wasn't clear how much they did like small group work or how much they were sort of experimenting with that. But that that's more the direction that I would think uh, we could learn from. So I think, yes, you learn from the Socratic method. Yes, you learn from small class sizes, more discussion-based curriculum curricula. But I also feel like 
nowadays it makes more sense to um, almost use social constructs that are more similar to what those learners are going to encounter in the real world. Um, so I'd say yes in the Socratic method because I think it's a great way to learn, but also more collaborative group work, uh, more problem-based learning, um, a lot of those things I think. Uh, I imagine great professors in at St. John's and other schools are probably adopting some of those techniques in their curriculum too. So like even though they're still teaching um, like the classics, they're, I think great uh, teachers, great educators tie those things to things that resonate in the real world and also experiment with their lesson plans to, um, to sort of help, help develop citizens and thinkers in new and better ways. Brandon, any last thoughts here on St. John's? Uh, there's a quote from Mark Cuban in here uh, about how in the future he feels that the business leaders will need more liberal arts training, more of the common. Uh, do you see that as the, the future where you guys were discussing before the nest and the, the specific skill can be happening in a, a boot camp or a very short period of time? And it's the people skills, the, the you know, ability to interact that really matters most, like uh, Mark Cuban said there. Yeah, I, um, I, so I don't, I don't know the right sort of uh, mix in the perfect cocktail, but I, I do think you need both. And my hope is that, you know, we talked in a previous episode about um, neuroprosthetics taking care of all the knowledge uh, yeah. um, acquisition pieces. It's going to solve so many problems for me. <laughs> um, uh, not for you guys. Um, but uh, yeah. My hope is that, you know, in a world where we can figure out new and better ways to solve for that, that we can start with a lot of the critical thinking, SEL, social emotional learning we've talked about on the show before, problem solving, group work, socialization stuff in K-12, and that, you know, maybe higher ed, which I think has got to be disrupted. It is being disrupted. It's uncharitable to say that it has to be, and it's not already, but it, it's going to need more disruption. That becomes very different um, than the current model. I guess that that's my hope. Um, I don't know what the right amount of what is, um, but uh, but I think it's a I think it's a both hand. A very interesting discussion about St. John's. Before here. you sign off, though, yeah. I you did uh, you asked a two part question. Um, if there was anything else interesting? I also liked Mr. Palmer and Mr. Strafford. They 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 require oh, yes <laughs> they, formality yes. formality yes yeah. Um, Mike we, didn't mention Hogwarts be before, and that's what that I uh, that made me think of the same thing about yeah. Harry the um you can choose the uh, the the gender non specific honor honorific of your choice, but um I I think it's it's fun. I actually one this is this is a realization I'm having just right now. This Whoa, is like a moment. This just in. This just in. Um, my, my, my neuroprosthetic was on the blink, so I didn't get right now. <laughs> you got to unplug it and plug it back in. My, maybe my favorite high school teacher was a guy named Mr. Aliazzi. Mm. He taught me uh, ninth grade Western civilization. Oh yeah. Great, great subject. Uh -huh. the, the Johnny's like it. Sure. Uh, also. Yeah. Um, but he called us all, uh, misters. Mm. We all went to an all boys school, so we were all misters. Ah, mm. Hey mister. But, um, it was interesting. It's funny. I actually, the formality of that, which sounds silly, I was, I was sort of making fun of it in bringing it up here. Uh, it, it's, it changes the, um, the dialogue, Mr. Palmer, yes. Mr. Stratford. Yeah. Well, it is that paired with, you know, croquet, rowing, fencing, <laughs> they have waltzes. Like, they do dance is a big, is I, a big thing. I'm a little concerned at how much they might get beat up when they get a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they kind of like they are, they are kind of, they're formal almost to, it almost feels too formal. Uh, but again, 
we'd love open invitation. Any Johnny's out there. Come uh, sit on Elon Musk's yeah, lap. Including, uh, including any, uh, any, any former NBA players who played for St. John's. Yeah. Different Queens. Johnny's. Also happy to have a, Fine. We'll, we'll figure out a way to have a show about you too. Yeah. yeah. The article does uh, refer geek, nerd, dork. These words come to mind when thinking about uh, some of these, but Hey, uh, those are, are simply descriptive. Uh, an interesting subject here. Uh, and one that I'm sure we can come back to uh, in the future. Um, on the Mr. and Mrs., a challenge for my wife and I is what we do with our neighbors. Like we often call our neighbors by their first name. So our kids yes. call them by their first names as well. And growing up, it was always Mr. And Mrs. Last name. And yeah. now we find that it's more and more calling them by their first name. And is that respectful? Is that the way to go about it? So we have the challenge of asking each parent, you know, do you prefer to be called by your first name or do you want to be called Mr. Smith or Mr. We, we try to solve that with Mr. Dan. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is not like it, it shows, mm. you know, I'm calling you Dan, mm -hmm. but I would introduce you to my daughter as this is Mr. Dan. And then like, if she, once she grows up, then she can just drop the Mr. Right. But then she although, just says, Hey you, but that's fine. But then you come into like doctors and, uh, this is Dr. Dan. And <laughs> but like, but like if you call someone, this is, this is Dan Esquire, but if you call him Mr. Or Mrs. Particularly if you say Mr. Or Mrs. Or Ms. And someone's actually a doctor then they got to come back and be like, actually, well, actually, like you were trying to be nice. I know my neighbors well enough, but I'm at, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think the key though, Dan, the two ants, one is make sure that everyone else refers to you at least as Mr. Maybe Mr. Stratford, sir. Yes. Make sure that when you're meeting them and you're going through this conversation, tell them to keep their kids and their pets off your lawn. Well, yeah, I'm a big get off my lawn guy. Uh, with that said, that's going to close this episode of Trending in Education. Great stuff about St. John's. Great stuff from Brendan Mike, as always. Find us on Twitter at Trending in Ed. Same on Facebook and at TrendingInEd.com. Until next time, you've been listening to Trending in Education. Trending in Education.